It's time to give up. Get your ass up. Throw your hands up and say, well. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your recovery meeting on the air. Welcome to Sober in the City. Here's your sobriety assistant, Debbie Strand. Do you or someone you care about suffer from untreated alcoholism or addiction? Contact Believe Treatment Center now, 1-855-874-2354, or visit BelieveTreatmentCenter.com. Believe Treatment Center, we understand. I'm Debbie Strand, back with more Sober in the City, talking about how you can work a program of recovery and overcome your addictions, whatever they are. Drugs, alcohol, gambling, smoking, shopping, food addictions. There are life issues that we all experience, whether you're in recovery or not, whether you need recovery or not, we're here to help you. Call us now, share your opinion, tell me if you stayed sober through the weekend, or if you didn't, what did you do? 1-800-SOBER-05 and visit us at SoberInTheCity.com. And listen live on the Sober in the City app for Apple Android devices. You can hear this show and previous shows and share them with your friends. But right now, more about the first three steps, not relapsing, and what to do if you do relapse. When I first saw step two, it kind of made me mad because came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. That told me that I needed to be returned to sanity. Therefore, insane? Who, me? I thought the rest of the world was insane, not me. (laughs) No, actually, the first time that I was reading these steps, I had a decent grip that I was having a problem, but I was so overwhelmed about how do I fix this? I mean, I couldn't wash the dishes at the time. I used to throw them out. How was I going to become normal again? How would I stop using and begin to have a job and function normally? How could I possibly deal with the stress and pain of life? I have heard that alcoholics and addicts have a different brainwave that deals with stress. The P300 brainwave is quite different in the alcoholic and the addict than in the normal person. And it's like the world is too loud and too bright for us. And we needed to turn down that volume. So I don't know how insane I was, or I just didn't have an ability to deal with life as it was. Life on life's terms, as we say. I could begin to let this God of my lack of understanding start to restore me to sanity, but I just didn't know how would that work and what would that look like? For me, it was a gradual awakening to start to rely on God and just go through with the process of the 12 steps to just continue the work of the program. For me, it was opening my mind to see that there was something out there greater than myself that was running the universe. And maybe there was a plan for my life that was better than the one that I had devised. After all, the one that I had devised I turned into an alcoholic and an addict. And as it turns out, the last thought was right because this power that I call God has made my life better for me. And it's much better than I thought it could be. I just had to let go and watch what would naturally unfold. I'm going to go to Sandra is from Easton, Pennsylvania. Sandra, you hear me sharing about, well, the first three steps, but specifically step two. How long are you sober? And can you tell me a little bit about how step two works for you? Um, okay, hi, I'm Sandra, and uh, I'm working on, Lord willing, uh, eight years, coming up very soon, and um, it's been a very long, arduous journey, and I still find that, you know, I need work on a daily basis, and the first three steps are something that, you know, um, are my go-to uh, um, centerness of the day. If I if I work, if I keep the first three steps um, 
you know, in the forefront of my mind in any situation. I find that I can cope with any situation by using them. Um, on two, you know, came to believe that a power uh, greater than myself could restore me to sanity was was difficult, but. Um, not too difficult. I actually, I read a book called Deep and Simple by Bo Lazoff, and it was a very, um, very deep and very simple way into understanding um, a pathway to spirituality for myself. Um, when I stopped looking at it so much as God, you know, per se, and became um, hyper aware of it was a God of my understanding of whatever I perceived my God to be. And on a daily basis, my God could be Thor, the God of thunder that protects me or gives me power to make it through a situation. Um, my God could be a fatherly figure that's, you know, comforting me and, you know, um, just caring for me if I turn my problems over to him. Um, step two for me was, is, is a lot of willingness and acceptance on a daily basis, willing to turn my life and my will over to, over to my higher power, willing to accept help and my, my, my own inability sometimes to deal with things. So it's like a turning over, um, thing and, and, and coming to believe, you know, coming to realize that at any time, at any point in my day, I am, I am allowed to stop and start over. I don't have to become a whirling dervish. I can literally be like the person laying on the bed with the room spitting and you put one foot on the floor to make it stop. That's, that's how I view my first three steps. I mean, I've literally been in the bathroom at work crying. I'm a waitress, you know, and my sponsor, I'm talking to my sponsor and she's like, listen, put one foot on the floor <laughs> and just stop a minute and breathe and come to that and then you know and then I pull from step three too but you know the understanding that I can I, I don't have to participate in every um, thing that crosses my path today I'm not just because I'm invited to an argument or a situation doesn't mean that I have to accept and what I have to accept is that you know I am an alcoholic I am an addict I tend to have an addictive personality I drink too much coffee. I, I, you know, I'll smoke too many cigarettes. I'll buy things that I don't need. It doesn't have to be just drugs and alcohol um, that that will cause me to relapse. And then I also have to watch my boundaries um, today with people in my lives, uh, with my life, you know, that are still still out there and still using that I haven't, you know, completely cut off. Um, but it's like uh, I, I, I was raised for. A brief period of time in a black foster home and my foster mother used to say things like I love him but I'm going to love him with a long handled spoon and I said to her one day I said what does that mean and she says I'm going to feed him my love from right here with the spoon but when he gets a little too close I'm going to whack him with it so you know I mean that's kind of if if I if I look to my steps and and just stick with the three. And then also, you know, I got to pepper my day with 12 because if I find that I'm, I'm too involved and wrapped up in my own crap, just doing something simple and nice, like making sure I go out of my way to open the door for somebody else or let someone else go in line, you know, um, ahead of me in line because they have less items than I do doing one little simple act of kindness, you know, um, also keeps me out of self 
it, you know, it doesn't have to be paying somebody's bills or, you know, I'll give somebody a ride or, or do something. I'll look for something that I can do that's, that's in a positive light and not just so negative. So being of service to others does not just transpose to helping someone that is an addict or an alcoholic. You can do many different things in life. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, an, I'm involved in a project called uh, Pay It Forward Fridays. <laughs> and what does that do? And every Friday we um, find a way to pay it forward to somebody anonymously or, you know, not, maybe not so much. It doesn't always have to be like completely anonymous, but you don't have to go around telling everybody what you just did for somebody, you know. So um, is that like one of the uh, projects that they have where you pay somebody's food bill at the drive through behind you or yeah, exactly. Or you see, you know, if you have it, you see a, a young couple out for dinner and, you know, whatever, you pick up their tab or or even if it's just um, even if it's just somebody is short in line ahead of you. I've done this many times and I've also gotten it back and received it back where, OK, so somebody's a dollar short and, and 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 they look like they're struggling. So they start putting things back, you know, for the cashier to take off. And you're like, wait, you know, here, here's three bucks or here's two bucks. I mean, you know, I've, I've done that. Like last year, I was in the pawn shop getting my things out at tax time, as usual. And there was a Spanish lady there, and she was crying. And it just so happened that I had tax money that day. And she was $30 short for her to extend her pawn. And I paid it. Well, then this year, I went back. And I had something that, I, you know, I took my camera in and the, you know, the, the wife in the pawn shop didn't want to take it. She said, let me ask my husband. He looked at me, he looked at the camera, he looked back at me and he told her, take it and give her 50 bucks. <laughs> and the lady, and, and he's like, you want to know why? And she's like, why? He said, do you remember last year? This is the lady that paid that pawn for the other woman. She's like, oh yeah. So, I mean, you never know when you're going to get, you know, a blessing back. <laughs> Absolutely. It just, it just happens and you don't do it with expecting it but you know it's it's one two and three that keep me grounded and and two i always have to believe that there's a power that can restore me to sanity at any given time of any day like and sometimes it'll come to me even when i'm not looking for it i'll be like all crazy about something and the phone will ring it'll be my sponsor asking me something innocuous like you know um do you remember what we talked about so and so in time because i want to work with somebody else about it do you have that paperwork and i'll be like oh crap (laughs) (laughs) exactly what i needed to read today you know it just comes through it or or you pick up a book and you know i have a whole stack of books here in my little power altar with little bits and pieces of things that people have given me through the years and you know so i'll just pick up something like that open it and it'll be like oh hey (laughs) there it is (laughs) the perfect thing at the perfect time sandra thank you so much for being here with sober in the city we really appreciate hearing from you we're going to go to ruth ruth is from deptford new jersey ruth welcome to sober in the city go ahead ruth sandra Sandra said such a lot there, you know, um, steps one, two, and three, you know, my, my first sponsor always um, told me, you know, I can't, he can let him. And it was the first three steps I had, like, the most trouble with because I, I never, I was quite religious as a child, but, like, growing up and being alcoholic, I had no kind of concept of God. I just wanted to, I just wanted to be saved by anybody, you know? It, it didn't matter who saved me. Um, 
And I did actually ha- have 11 years in recovery and I relapsed after 11 years. And um, eight, I celebrated eight years of recovery again in February. And I think the thing that was missing from me in the first 11 years was my conscious contact with my higher power. You think that's, that's why, why you went out at 11 years, Ruth? Because you didn't have a conscious contact with a higher power? Yeah. For me, personally, it was. You know, people go out for many different reasons. But for sure. me, I, I never had that faith before, you know. But, you know, like coming out of a hangover, you know, I'd get up in the morning. I had no problem asking God for help. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, it, you know, this time, you know, when I went through my steps, I actually decided to go and see a priest because I, I wanted to get it right, you know. And I, I went to see this priest and I really thought he was going to convert me to like, be a Catholic that day, you know. Right. And I, I, I walked out of there and I just felt that, it, okay, it, it doesn't matter what I believe in. It doesn't have to be that one concept to God, you know. It was my concept, and that was good enough for me, you know. And it kind of, you know, I had the first step admitting that I was powerless and that my life was unmanageable. You know, you didn't have to look twice to know that I was completely unmanageable and insane, you know. And the second step, being restored to sanity. I was completely bonkers, do you know what I mean? Like you were saying, you couldn't even wash the dishes. Mm -hmm. I was the same. You know, I had this big pile of dirty clothes and I would pick out the nicest smelling one out of the dirty pile because <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't even wash the clothes, you know? Yeah. So when it came to step three, you know, it was his will for me because my will was one riot. You know, my will got me to become an alcoholic. It, it got me into places where I should never have been as a woman, you know. It kind of, I lost my dignity, my self-respect. I had lost every part of myself, you know. So when I could hand my will and my life over to a God that was greater than me, it was what a relief, you know. I was like, oh, I don't have to run the show anymore, you know. But, you know, that's... <laughs> Like everyday life for me now, it's not always like that because I take my will straight back and off I go, you know, and then I get in a mess and Bonsa reminds me one, two, three. And for me to keep sober today, it's about integrity and honesty because I was so dishonest in my previous life. You know, as an alcoholic, I have so many secrets. So my relationship with my sponsor today is based on honesty. That's a, I can't do that. Being dishonest and not having honoring my integrity. I get such terrible anxiety, which will absolutely, without a doubt, lead me back to hell. That's it. But, you know, and I've even been able to ring her. I was rang my sponsor up last week and I was shouting at her because I thought she was trying to control me. And, you know, and that, that was all my issues because that week I wasn't working my steps the way I should have, you know. Mm. I had taken my self-will back and I wanted to run, you know. I gotcha. And I've been in AA a long time, you know, and there's, you know, there's still days where I think about a drink, you know. I would never say that I never think about a drink because very occasionally 
it pops in my head and it pops straight back out, you know? So I'm aware that the disease alcoholism is with me every day, you know? So I need to get up in the morning and my first thought is a prayer, you know? I pray every morning because there's so much power in prayer, you know? And I just ask God to keep me sober today, you know? Because I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yesterday's gone. I've only got this day, you know, and it's up to me how I want my recovery to be, you know, and I will only ever get as much out of my recovery as I put into it, you know. That's the truth. Uh, Thank you, Ruth. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your experience here with us at Sober in the City. We're going to go to Tom. Tom is from Tavernier, Florida. That's in the Keys. Tom, welcome to Sober in the City. Thank you, Deb. Uh, My name is Tom Trowbridge. I'm down here in the Florida Keys, and uh, my recovery began on February 4th, 1981, when I was 23. Uh, Now I just turned 57, and uh, have not ever found it necessary to go back to drinking or, or, you know, screwing up my life with my drugs of choice, which was cocaine and weed and all the other things. I was highly addicted and uh, I really saw no way out. And then the first step taught me that when I can admit that it's got me beat, then I can start a recovery on it. And then also um, when it came to the spiritual side of the program it didn't come easy but with practice and baby steps I learned to walk and um the the second step I too didn't believe that I was insane you know I used to say um back in my day when you said crazy it meant something real special but now it don't mean nothing because the whole world's crazy but um I'm not crazy if I don't keep on destroying my head with um, things that are highly terminal. Uh, Too much of anything will mess us up. So, yeah, I came and then I came to and then I came to believe in a power greater than myself. I choose to call it God, and he was able to uh, remove those horrible thoughts that continued to plague my my days and when I seriously thought about it and figured a way to turn my will and my life over sobriety started to begin I was told early that the more effort the more energy the more work you put in the first year of your sobriety you're going to reap the benefits all the days of your life and I I went to several several uh, hundreds of meetings that year probably two or three a day every day I read our big book two times cover to cover, and then I read the first 164 pages again. And I delved into the 12 and 12 to learn more about the literature and, and what i got to do to uh, to do this permanently. Not just like uh, learning to dance or something like that where it's a, a big exciting thing for a while, but then it just fades away. Uh, sobriety had to become a way of life all my life. And as a young kid in my early 20s, these steps were made for a guy like me that was a lost cause. Um, When I figured it out that, uh, you know, recovery is a process and not an event, things started happening. And I started to work with a sponsor. I learned from that guy. I learned a whole lot. And, uh, 
because of the things he taught me and showed me and things I didn't like. You know, he told me one time, I don't care nothing at all about your feelings. I care about your life. So don't think I'm your buddy. You know, and, and you know what? I grew to respect him because he was truthful and he taught me the value of, of truth and honesty and how that also could uh, take somebody like me that uh, didn't stay sober. And and before the days of AA, I had been in and out of hospitals and mental institutions and jails and everything that they tell us for so long. This new way of life uh, was pretty much all I had to cling to. And, and from that time on, life had its ups and downs. I, I stumbled and, and I fell, but I didn't pick up alcohol or drugs. So if you don't pick it up, you don't have a habit. I was able to go to college. I was able to relate to people. I was able to get married and have children and grandchildren and, and the qualities of life that, that so many people wish for. Um, not that I deserved it, but it came to me through work and, and through believing in in the power of uh, of my higher power, God, and also the people that were willing to help me. I, I never turn my back on those people because um, I'm grateful for them. They always say that a grateful alcoholic is a sober alcoholic and that, uh, you know, when you are grateful, you give back. You you continue to try to help the next person get out of the same trap that you are in. You know, I found a way out. And like I said, it's been slightly over 33 years of uninterrupted sobriety that I can't take a lot of credit for. I just showed up. I just tried to shut my mouth and listen, which wasn't easy because I'm a talker. And, and, <laughs> sure. you know, I, I forget sometimes that uh, you have two ears and one mouth, so you should listen twice as much as you talk. But um I wouldn't trade my way of life now for what I had back then because everything I ever lost in drunkenness and in addiction, uh, God has given me back in sobriety in, uh, in ways that I was, uh, least expecting it. Um, I can't tell you how thankful I am to people like Debbie that go the extra mile and that continue to reach out to the still suffering alcoholic or drug addict to take somebody that's sick and and to just try to uh, help them get out of that sickness. Um, it's kind of like uh, people that... Uh, have other diseases such as uh, diabetes or cancer or something. They wish all they had to do is go somewhere for an hour or two and just share their thoughts and, and listen to other people. And, and that same kind of conversation can help them get well. Tom and I actually had the privilege of doing an intervention together. I was working with the Freedom From Addiction Foundation, doing an intervention south of where Tom lived and drove down there and picked up Tom, who I only knew from Facebook, but he had 33 years sober and seemed like a really good dude. So we talked a few times on the phone and I picked him up and we went down and did an intervention together. And I wish I could have brought that man into Believe, but he had his own journey. Believe is up in uh, the Palm Beaches, and they're the sponsor of Sober in the City today. And I really believe in their program. They're absolutely terrific and doing great work with people. And 
We brought this young man to a a group down in Delray, which is the epicenter of recovery in the United States. And he did very well for a while, but he's relapsed again. And we picked him up yet again, did another intervention on him. And He's doing well again. And this isn't just a one-time thing where you sit down and you talk with somebody. You know, you get involved with their lives. You follow them. I've spoken to his mother. I had occasion to be down in the Keys vacationing myself and went by and saw his mom and his brother and become involved in each other's lives and we care about people. And this just becomes like a really big family. Like I mentioned, knowing Tom from Facebook, I follow you and your wife and the beautiful sunsets and everything that you post of your life down in the Keys. We're sharing this journey together, and I just think it's it's just so terrific. I just love this journey. I just wanted to say thank you. And when uh, you asked me to speak, it's, it's truly a privilege when I can help others. Um, they always say that when somebody's ready to stop drinking, we can't say nothing wrong. And when they're not ready, we can't say nothing right. And it ain't only just about drinking. It's about the way of life and whatever the problem might be, the hurts, the hangups, the the hassles that some people go through regularly that just crushes them. Uh, there is a better way. There's a happier way. Just uh, continue to have confidence in yourself, believe in yourself, and do all you can to help the next person. They say pay it forward. And, and what a plan. It worked for me, and I know that you can do it too. I, I believe that better days are going to come to anybody out there that's still struggling with uh, addiction because, you know, you don't have to die. The the founder, Jimmy K once says that no addict need die without knowing there is recovery. And may all your days be filled with health and wealth. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Tom. Boy, that is so true. And there was a time when I didn't know that there was recovery. Thank God I found out that there is. I appreciate everyone being here. Thank you, Sandra, Ruth, and Tom for being with us here at Sober in the City. And when we come back, more about the first three steps, relapsing, and what to do if you do relapse. 1-800-SOBER-05, 800-SOBER-05. We're going to take a quick break for our sponsors who make this show possible. And maybe you can call your sponsor if you haven't yet today. We'll be right back. Vision, dreams of passion And all the while I think of you A very strange reaction At Believe Treatment Center, we understand. We understand you are struggling. That's why our treatment nourishes mind, body, and spirit. We understand that recovery works differently for everyone. That's why we design individual treatment programs specifically for you. At Believe Treatment Center, we understand that it's not easy. That's why we offer a comprehensive scope of services including nutrition, massage, chiropractic, and aftercare for you and even for your family. Believe Treatment Center is a 12-step friendly, state-of-the-art facility located 
in gorgeous Palm Beach County, Florida. We are experts in all types of addiction and recovery, and we are proud sponsors of Sober in the City. To find out more about our program and how your insurance may cover your treatment, call us today at 1-855-874-2354. That's 855-874-2354. Or visit BelieveTreatmentCenter.com. Believe Treatment Center. We understand. Before Allegra, this was the sound of spring. (coughs) After Allegra, the season sounds totally different. Fetch, boy! This spring, don't let pollen hold you back. Non-drowsy Allegra works even at eight times high pollen levels. Allergy relief begins in one hour and lasts for 24. With Allegra, going outdoors never sounded so good. Allegra, stop suffering, start living. Use only as directed in controlled environment studies using pollen deemed high by the National Allergy Bureau. Visit Allegra.com. Nurse, set up an IV. And you, her boyfriend, you were the driver? Yes, doctor, but I didn't mean to hurt her. I only had a few drinks. I was just buzzed. Just buzzed? Oh, then your girlfriend is fine. Hey, sweetie. I feel great. She's really okay? What, are you kidding? No. Not really. Nurse, get me a suture kit. Stack. Buzzed driving. Maybe we should stop acting like it's no big deal. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation and the Ad Council. At Believe Treatment Center, we understand. We understand you are struggling. That's why our treatment nourishes mind, body, and spirit. We understand that recovery works differently for everyone. That's why we design individual treatment programs specifically for you. At Believe Treatment Center, we understand that it's not easy. That's why we offer a comprehensive scope of services including nutrition, massage, chiropractic, and aftercare for you and even for your family. Believe Treatment Center is a 12-step friendly, state-of-the-art facility located in gorgeous Palm Beach County, Florida. We are experts in all types of addiction and recovery, and we are proud sponsors of Sober in the City. To find out more about our program and how your insurance may cover your treatment, call us today at 1-855-874-2354. That's 855-874-2354. 1-855-874-2354. Or visit BelieveTreatmentCenter.com. Believe Treatment Center. We understand.